0: Everyone, welcome back to the Fly world Pod. And you know, this episode was a real good one with Barry Freed. Kit, what do you think so far? Yeah, I'm I'm
1: very impressed of his crypto journey and how he's learned and through his Twitter following and actually do the due diligence. Like it's it happened it's so fast.
0: He said that he joined, he first touched the chain in November 2021, and now he's almost 8,000. I think more. Like he has over 10,000 Twitter more, followers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you have massive output on threads and not just like any threads, but like detailed threads that go into numbers and like what's actually happening on chain and like defining what's happening with these protocols. Like it was a very dense interview and we really got into the weeds of what's going on. Yeah, man. He, he went deep finance and actually he did the homework. Like I'm, I'm
1: very happy to, to see like, you know, more, more of these like younger folks actually rolling up yeah. their sleeves and getting down there and looking through. Like, digging the docks is the easiest thing someone can
0: do, but not everybody. Do it's it. literally that simple. Just dig into the docks. And he even said that he doesn't really... We asked him, like, hey, like, is there anybody in particular that you followed? He was like, no, I just do this shit myself. <laughs> all me. <laughs> it's all me. It's all me. Yeah, no, and, like, I feel like he doesn't do anything else but, like, study the chain and study the docks. Like, he's and, not even going to college. Weights. And lift weights. He literally just <laughs> lifts... And blips and does DeFi. <laughs> yeah, but this, I, is what, I, I think, this is what we're up against. <laughs> yeah, and and obviously,
1: yeah. As as I'm really curious to see, like you know, what's his next steps going to be like? Because I I'd imagine he's not going to be a thread or forever. You know, he's going to have to. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going to be a builder. Like I, I can already tell. Um, yeah, or analyst. matter or where. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know,
0: yeah. Well, we have a lot in store for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us. I think we have almost 300 subscribers, 400 subscribers. I don't know. We keep on growing, we're growing quick. So make sure you subscribe to us. Make sure you follow us at Flywheel Pod on Twitter as well as Telegram. You can find me on Twitter at DeFiDave22. And you can find me at zero X capital underscore K. And let's get this episode started. Hey everyone, welcome back to Flywheel. I'm your host, DeFi Dave, and I'm here with Capital K. And this week we have Mr. Barry Freed here. He's a DeFi threader who is absolutely relentless on the timeline. He'll make threads from everything about the curve wars, to Frax to any, if, if, if it's on chain, you know that Barry has it covered. And he's also a recent high school graduate, which makes it, you know, which just shows how much it's a young man's gain so Barry, <laughs> it is an honor to have you on, like your output is incredible and I'm really excited to have you as a guest.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, sweet. Yeah, let's get right into it. Um, Can you like tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got into DeFi and living on chain and just keeping track of everything?
2: Yeah, so I honestly don't really know when it started. I kind of, I don't know, it was maybe 11th, 12th grade, kind of born in school to the leg. I kind of like wanted to pick something up, and like I really, to be honest, I got in like Pico Top March 2021. It wasn't, it wasn't very good. Um, but at the time, I really didn't know much what to do. So like I'm like, if I'm gonna stay in here, I gotta. If I'm gonna make money, I gotta actually learn what's going on on chain. Uh, and then like over time, I just became fascinated in flywheels, private economies, just like the whole, the whole essentially curve was my home. I felt like it was my home because it was like everything that I loved in one, and like there's so much game theory and flywheel, and I kind of just fell in love with like the whole bribes, bribe economy, flywheel, and how it all ultimately earns, generates more revenue for all different protocols that interact, and in like different liquidity, and liquidity is basically king, and it all leads to more revenue, and then there's better UX for the people using the protocol. It just like it all goes hand in hand, and that that just like fell to me.
0: Cool, and so. I guess like out of when you were, you got in at the top of March, 2021, and I feel like this is a very common occurrence with people that stay, because, you know, there's like a lot of stories of like some people that got in at the top, whether it was like then or in like 2017, 2018, or even like recently. And they basically have this moment of like this gut check of like now or never. It's like, okay, like if I want to actually be in this, like I better take this seriously and take a deep dive into it, which you did. And so what exactly about Curve the whole Curve FRAX ecosystem and like how everything works are attracted to it as compared to, you know, maybe like, you know, synthetics or like Uniswaps or like Aave or like that part of DeFi or even like NFTs or even DAOs. Like, because it takes, I think it takes a certain person to be attracted to Mm -hmm. Curve and like a certain person to get into it. And not only that, but a certain person to get it. So like, what specifically about like the game theory? Is it like stuff that you've like kind of learned in your, in the past and like, other non-crypto rabbit holes that you gone down, like what was it about Curve that really hooked you in?
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm like very like big math numbers guy. And like that aspect of it kind of came in. I'm also a huge synthetics guy too. So yeah. like. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so like, honestly, every I kind of felt like other token models and other systems were kind of not boring, but like curve is more interesting. There's so many different parts to it. And I can like, I can like basically spec, I like speculating too. So like, I can, I can like bridge stuff together and like create different things and just bring it to- I don't know. I, it just kind of fell to me. Yeah. It's just more, it's complex. I like the challenge. So yeah.
0: how would you break down like how curve works to the people at home? Like in yeah. your own words. Yeah. Um,
2: so there's. Battle for, battle for liquidity on chain and curve. The curve incentives are basically what provides extra incentives to people who provide liquidity. Protocols want more liquidity so they could have better UX and they can be traded more and they can be utilized more in DeFi. So there's this whole economy where people who lock up curve, lock up curve for VE curve or VLCVX, as we get in later. Um, they basically control all these emissions, and protocols are the ones that want to direct emissions to their pools, so they can gain more liquidity, so they could the whole flywheels happen. So this creates a whole prime. So then convex comes along and creates a liquid v curve. So the revenue is basically fifty percent of of trading fees that go on a curve get, go to LPs, and fifty percent go to v curve holder, v the lockers. And Convex is like, hey, why don't we offer these lo- offer these ve curve lockers, but like, why don't we offer a liquid version of v curve and basically pay them revenue plus extra CV- CVX incentives plus protocol revenue, platform revenue, in exchange for their voting power, and and their boosts. right? So then you also get the boost on top. I should have specified earlier. So then Convex is like, yeah, why don't we why don't we create that? So that created huge demand because I don't know curve curve v curve was like yielding 40 to 50 percent yield back in the day and people didn't want to lock for four years to get that max yield so they created this demand and then convex convex took all that voting power created cvx vlcvx which in turn created more vlcvx had more voting power per vcrv which made the whole fly more and protocols wanted to wanted to um hold v, VLCVX over V-curve because there was more voting power and you can incentivize your pool more. So then this became this whole, there became this whole bribe economy with Vodium and, and um, basically protocols bribe with their native tokens or any tokens to, for VLCVX holders, lockers, to basically vote for their pools and to direct curve emissions to their pools. Which in turn also directed extra convex incentives of incentives on top of that. So as you can see, it created this whole economy where those who are trying to incentivize their pools had to go through this whole prop had to basically choose their the most economic the most economical way to incentivize their pools. And that turned out to be the L C V X, which in turn created more revenue, created that whole flywheel and backed more revenue to V curve because there's more training volume and there's all and then like it all just repeats and goes in circles.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a pretty solid overview of it all. And how do you think Frax has executed its strategy within this whole curve ecosystem?
2: Hmm. So, I mean, Frax has basically decided to take all the... It's up till now. They had been selling their curve uh, that they earned from farming as bribes, like for bribes. They would buy back FXS and then supply that as bribes, but then they also have the CVX that they would farm on top of that, which they would just keep on locking and they just keep on accumulating more CVX so they could just earn more voting power and they can just vote for their pools. So now what's changed is we get into the FRAX base pool later and how they were basically selling their curve for bribes um, in order to incentivize their pools so they can get more utilization and more liquidity. Um and yeah, no, I think that was great. I I mean, liquidity is king on shade. So you kind of, it's, and like when you're minting, you're minting, uh, FRAX against the USDC in the pool, it just creates a perfect, I think it's great. And I think the FRAX base pool, what's about to happen is going to change, change DeFi, change stable coins forever. We'll yeah. get into that soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Capital K. Okay. Um, what are you thinking right now about, uh, you know, kind of like Barry's overview and, you know, just knowledge of the whole curve ecosystem and frax fits into it it's what's on your mind right now
1: dude I, i'm i'm blown away that this guy said he started looking into crypto
0: <laughs> in eleventh or 12th grade i'm but, blown away he's so looked into it in, in march or like in may at the yeah. top i remember that pico top the, the dog top of it all And yeah, i'm surprised yeah. You, yeah. i was thinking i'm surprised you didn't get into like the whole you didn't get wrapped up into the olympus craze because that like that whole time that's when olympus and its True. forks were popping off like what were your thoughts oh, I did. Yeah. oh you did oh i think uh, we, i think we all did <laughs> of course yeah,
1: like, how, how can you be in crypto at that time without touching that thing oh yeah oh of course Maybe.
2: all the forks and all chains like it was mm-hmm. just a disaster
1: <laughs> i mean yeah so I, I i did have a question for you though barry like when you let's take a step back all the way back when you first yeah. got started what were some of the um, tools or resources or ed- educational materials that you used to kind of get you kind of up to speed? Because I, I feel like the amount of time that you're able to get up to speed and get to the, you know, really, really deep, nearly expert level, I think a lot of people would benefit from hearing your story and how you got here.
2: Oh, for sure. Um, I'd say um, just going through... People underestimate just going through white papers and just trying to dissect it. I spent a lot of time on my threads. I spent a lot of time on basically looking into different protocols. And like I'll read different points of view and I'll read like the mediums and like all the different breakdowns of all the different products of the protocol so I can understand it like 100%. But I guess to start, I'd say under starting with like what's, what is a money market? What's an AMM? What's a like basically like basic defi terminology that you kind of need to know before you get into looking at different protocols and then it becomes easier and now now I, i'm a huge proponent of using defi llama i think they're great mm-hmm. uh and this they just came up with like a new with like a new update you could say where you can see like when something happened um like what caused xyz yep. to happen before and i i just it's it's great i i don't i was never really huge into token terminal or I don't, I don't know. Whatever other people
0: use.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I just,
0: Got just going what,
2: down to the basics, trying to understand it.
1: Were there like key people that kind of like led you along the way or key following on Twitter that that, that you like to give a shout out to? Hmm. I, Barry's like, nah, all me.
0: <laughs> it's all me. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Cue all know. me by Drake. No. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, I don't, I really don't know. I,
0: wow. Hmm. Yeah, I think the docs I are,
2: nowadays. Like I've got a bunch of friends that are that like like to talk about do the same stuff that I do. Like name hey, name hey, solid.
0: Yeah, um, I view as like uh, a, a young name in a in a sense. Especially yeah. with all the with the, yeah. the, the the thread output of you two is absurd. Like I hard for me to sit yeah. down and write one thread or one article. Like I just finished writing an article about the ECC for the defiant. And it took me so much like mental energy to like sit down. And I it's, I think the hardest thing for me about writing things is it's not about like writing. It's easy for me to write content, but it's a matter of like cutting it down and like, what are like the most important points? And like, what is my audience? Oh, yeah. What am I trying to get across? What are the most important points? So I keep people's attention, not waste their time. And as well as they learn something, I think that's something you do very well in your threads is like you get straight to the point and you include a lot of numbers and um back and like backup points to back up with what you're saying
2: thank you i appreciate it so yeah that's kind of my style i kind of want to break something down as much as i can without like going overboard in 40 to 50 tweets yeah uh, but like i i just really a lot like a lot of people don't really look at the docs and the white pages yeah, so, yep. like basically want to create a, a bridge version of that yeah just completely a bridge for that so people can understand and then for like Protocols that are more in depth, I have to make more threads. <laughs> you know, all really different products. Um, it's just like I just go go with the it. flow, whatever, whatever I feel like. Because like there's so many different aspects of so many different protocols. There's just too much content to to cover. I don't know. It's, I never run out of content.
0: I know. <laughs> I mean, that's why we started this podcast, and we're just we're going it from a frac centric angle, and just from mm-hmm. going from the frac centric angle there. Like there's so much content, it's kind of, it's a little overwhelming a bit. It's just like, what direction do we want to go to Frax Lane? Do we want to go to Frax Seed. Do we want to go to Curve oh, Wars? Yeah. It's, it's fascinating, like how deep you can go and there's then there, like the space moves so fast that like, there's always something new on the horizon.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%.
0: Yeah. I guess exactly.
2: something, something uh, go yeah. ahead.
0: Yeah. All right. I just
1: wanted to kind of switch back into talking about the Frax base pool, because mm-hmm. remember how we said. Curve is now no longer sold for kind of like yep. operating expenses. So where is FRAX going to be generating, you know, to make up for this revenue, essentially? Right.
2: Um. So what's basically what's going to happen is further proposal. So that curve that used to be sold is now mm-hmm. going to be utilized and set. It's going to be split between VE curve, mm-hmm. locked as VE curve uh, to be used, whatever, to gain revenue, to direct, Whatever voting power that it has, um and then it would also be used to direct c v maybe traded traded or deposited as c v x curve and set as incentives to the base pools so it it says like up to nine up to ninety five percent but like that's just like rough estimates and you you basically choose that however however much whatever what's whatever's more economical um so those c- those c v x curve so this creates a whole separate flywheel, where CVX curve is now being sent to the to the metapools to as incentives. So, number one, uh, convex itself is going to help the peg. So Dang. when people are going to people aren't going to sw- so they're going to swap or deposit depending on what's more if it, whatever's more efficient because if it's trading a discount you're going to swap. Mm-hmm. But by creating constant selling uh, buying pressure on the peg, it'll cause like a one-to-one, like to keep peg, essentially, and people to deposit into Convex, which creates more uh, Convex, which creates more voting power per VLCVX, mm-hmm. because there's more V curve being deposited as opposed to being swapped. So mm-hmm. as, co- as FRAX, FRAX, as the largest CVX holders, is just continue, continuously gaining more voting power per CVX. So that's just a separate thing. And Convex right now, I think it's like 54%. They control, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that this number is only—it's only—I mean, it can only go up, but it's—it's going to grow with this frac, this buying pressure on the peg. Um. Anyway, back to the back to the base pools. Now they're going to send these base these uh these uh CVX curve as incentives to the protocols that pair based on TVL. So, protocol. So now it creates this whole flywheel where hey, you want to build as much TVL as possible so you can gain as much incentives as possible, so you can incentivize your pool, so you can gain more LP or so you can have better UX and more liquidity and et cetera. So and um also to note is Convex, they have CVX FXS power. Their their FXS mm-hmm. VFXS voting power, which I think is 26%, that's going to be used and mirrored based on the curve gauge uh voting weights. So if the protocol has more you know, just so how are they going to gain liquidity? They're going to bribe, or they're going to vote, or you are going to buy a curve and CVX and lock them, or, they, or they're going to bribe, um, and then they get more. And then basically, that 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 FXS voting power is going to be used to to use to uh, mirror those votes and create more, and just take those FXS emissions that would be emitted from the voting power and emit them to those meta pools. So basically, you are just incentivized to build as much TBL as possible. So you can get as much incentives, as, po- as many incentives as possible.
0: Okay. Now you, yeah. right, let's break down that answer. That was break a very down. dense answer. So, uh, yeah. the first part I want to break down is before, okay. Let's just roll back to before with C- when FRAX farm CRV, they would basically dump the CRV for revenue and then distribute that for their vote incentives primes. Now what Frax is going to do, it's going to partly stake this, uh, the, v, the CRV as VECRV in their as their protocol. And now they're also going to stake up to 95% of it as CVX CRV. and you instead of you know dumping the CRV tokens, use that CVX CRV directly as the vote incentives for the metapool. And that is, you know very it's positive sum for all parties because Frax isn't dumping the CRV straight to market it's staking it into CVX which grows CVX's CRV uh holdings and it's and and it's just like the alternative to like dumping it's like you're sending the uh the CVX CRV to promote liquidity which is the most important thing when it comes to like anything on chain look uh trading related market related um into the um into the Frax BP pools um did i get that right yeah yeah Um, and then, yeah, and then there's another part. So like you mentioned something about VLCVX during that, that answer. Um, could you break down like what you meant? Like what exactly you meant by the VLCVX? Like, yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
2: So convex, convex finance Mm -hmm. controls when people deposit their V curve as CVX to CVX curve, convex takes that voting power, right? Mm -hmm. So convex gives us that voting power to the CVX token holder, the VLCVX token holders, AKA. The people that lock their CVX for four months and they get, they have that voting power and that creates a whole bribe ecosystem. Uh,
0: Okay. So yeah, Yeah. I I understand this. So basically when like the trade-off is if anybody like puts the stake, puts their CRV and stakes it as CVX CRV, they give up their voting power in exchange for a liquid token and that voting power is then passed forever. And that voting power is passed along to CV- VLCVX holders, people that stake their CVX for VLCVX, and now they have yeah. the voting power over the CRV, over the curve protocol. And with and like the, basically the more that they stake, the more voting power there is. And Frax being the largest um, holder of CVX, that just adds to you know kind of like their stake in it. it adds to their voting, add the voting power yeah. and all. Okay, so this is where we see the fly. This this is what you meant where it adds like another layer to the flywheel, another flywheel yeah, exactly. like meta layer. Is like it's it's just a way to like another basically the stream of CRV, which before was just going in the open market, it wasn't being utilized in any way to add to the flywheel. Now you have this whole new like it's like a it's like you're building a a, a dam and you're creating like a new path for a river to form. instead of just like letting the water be wasted, it's just like going this new oh, yeah. way. Yeah. That's how I think of it. Um, it's I, yeah. Yeah. It just exactly it right.
2: creates an extra, not only does it create more, like not only does it incentivize the meta pools to build EVL, it, it increases the voting power for convex per CVX. Yeah, exactly.
0: For, was, Basi- yeah. it's basically, it's basically instead of like the CVS, it's basically optimizes the 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 flywheel more because instead of like the crd just going the open market wasted but what i meant by like river being diverted it's like a very intentional way to divert a river when creating like a whole like an irrigation data, Yeah, In, not a dam an irrigation system i think an irrigation, an irrigation system heat. is a better synonym for dam mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah go ahead I,
1: I feel like yes we all have established where the crv is going to be going and how productive it's now is Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's still taking away from Frax's income, right? Now it's being redirected and given back into the community. Fraxes get more TVL, AKA liquidity on their Frax base pool pairs. But at the end of the day, that, that income is now off of the sheet, like it's no longer flowing onto the treasury. So how does Frax make up for that shortfall?
2: Right. So at the moment, I think I'm pretty sure they're going to utilize their treasury fxs as extra incentives as well so they're going to have the cvx curve they're going to have the fxs their their treasury fxs and then they're going to have the convex mirroring the fxs as well so i kind of think of this type of like right now is basically the bootstrapping system right now Mm -hmm. there's not like i wouldn't i'm not like like short term fxs is sort of gonna be utilized to boot, basically what I'm trying to say is the main goal for FRAX and FRAX base pools is to build as much liquidity and have as much basically vampire attack, you could say, from the three pools and take mm-hmm. as much away and bring it. So like that's going to cost incentives. So yeah, I kind of think of this as a boosting system. So
1: right now it's the so, bootstrap. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, sorry, Dave. What's that? So the way I, I kind of answered that question for myself is like, Before the FRAX base pool, FRAX was in this, um, test and scale phase where they were putting their AMO, specifically the curve AMO to the test. And then through this phase, they were actually, you know, net profitable because of the CRB and the CVX. And now they figured out the flywheel and they've gone to the stage where they're at now after the, the FRAX base pool, they've transitioned over to like pure growth and scale right? Because yeah. they, they did the testing with AMO. They know this bad boy can handle over 1.8 billion like in TVL. So now on this side, they're like, okay, let's forego profitability. We're in growth mode right now. Let's acquire as much liquidity as possible against the FRAX base pool. That is kind of the 100%. way I, I'm, I'm categorizing it in, in my mind.
2: Yeah, 100%. And I think where most people don't understand, don't realize is that like, yeah, we're in a bear market, but Bear market means more people in stables. Stables are always the last resort in the market, so I kind of see now is it's a great time to do it, in my opinion.
0: That was a great time to start bootstrapping because more people are in stables yeah. anyway. Um, I would say like a counter to that though is you know on a macro scale we see rates going up and there's actually more attractive yield opportunities off chain. And it's actually like if I'm like a more a more sophisticated mm-hmm. investor. I'd rather go take my tether USDC off chain and go put it in some treasuries like um somewhere yep. else. So I guess like I guess like what what would be your response to that?
2: No, no, you're right. But I don't know. I kinda see I kinda see like people aren't gonna really bring their money off chain. like there's a lot of money just sitting on Ave and Compound. Yeah, that's true. Just waiting.
0: Just waiting to be deployed.
2: Uh, it's kind of annoying and clunky to go off chain internet extra. I don't know, point five percent yield, even less.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I don't know. Barring there's, yeah, there's a ton of on chain risks, but if you play it right, I I really still I still see stables as the last resort in DeFi, no matter
0: what. It's the base layer, for sure. It's a base layer, yeah. yeah. And now with the uh, the Frax base pools, I guess like w- something else you're saying in in your answer is, um, you know, I guess yeah, so about you know different. Protocols like being, you know, hooking up with the Frax Base Pool and like directing incentives to Frax Base Pool. Like, how do you imagine, like, fr- how do you see protocols partnering, stablecoins partnering with the Frax Base Pool, and like, how do you see, you know, eat them playing out for like, oh, we want more yields to our Frax Base Pool, or like, oh no, we want more to this Frax Base Pool. Like, how do you see that playing out? Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah. Um. So I really don't see. I think it's like, is, like, there's no reason why protocols shouldn't pair with Frax Base Pool. I mean, you're basically earning. The Frax will literally become like the base layer for all these stable coins. It will become the base layer for the stable coins where they're gonna say, "Hey, you're gonna provide incentive. We're gonna provide incentives. You're gonna attract LP, You're gonna build that up. You're gonna attract LPs, and then you're gonna build more revenue and a bit more revenue for everyone. So it's kind of it, it's kind of like a win-win situation. Um, and I I really so like. Let's say let's take SUSD synthetics for example. Um, they they have like tons of volume daily. I'm not sure how I'm not sure how much, but what basically what I'm saying is they can, if they pair with the Frax base pool, they're gonna provide more incentive They're gonna have more incentives. Uh, they're gonna have more incentives for their for their for, for their SUSD minters, and those minters are now gonna move over to that curve pool, create more liquidity there and just create a, a better situation overall, better UX. I guess a, a better example would be like a protocol that has, that would actually bribe or or like, like I don't know, Alchemix or something like that, but you're just earning extra incentives on top of what you're bribing. And if you bribe and build more TVL and like, it's a win, 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 because you're getting all these incentives on top of that. You're building liquidity on top, you're building liquidity on top of your set of your original briden's investment. So it's like a win win win.
0: Mm.
2: And in turn, yeah, sorry. And in turn, uh, Frax will just become the base layer for all these protocols because all these protocols are pairing with them, which will result in more utilization, more volume for Frax, which results in more f- fees back to the VFXS holders.
0: Mm. I think the important thing is. kind saying. of Chris. It yeah, is <laughs> great. But the most important thing you're saying is. Frax is the base layer, it's, you know, Frax is fulfilling yeah. its destiny of becoming the central bank of DeFi and the central bank exactly. of life on chain. And like, it's becoming, you know, everything, like all roads lead back to Frax in a sense, in that manner. Exactly. Yeah. Um,
2: especially on Curve, yeah. yeah.
0: Especially on Curve, um, which gets into my next point. Um, I saw a thread released today uh, comparing Curve oh. with Uniswap B3 and kind of the pros and cons oh, yeah. of both. Uh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you, you saw that thread as well. I am definitely a little bit of a like I've studied Uniswap V3, you know, especially in my um, old yeah. position at Gelato, and I, I understand it, and I definitely like I respect their system and like what they built, and I'm curious like what your take on the uh, curve versus Uniswap V3 as as like AMMs and as options as both liquidity providers right. and as traders.
2: So, uh, the actual architecture of the curve AMM sort of goes so there's the, the traditional x times y it was k formula. Mm-hmm. Um, which is inefficient for stables because you're do you're basically trading based on that curve. Um, so curve, what they did is they they basically created an a-, a factor where that scales. It becomes more the the base layer. The curve becomes uh, uh, flatter and flatter based on how deep the a, how how high the A factor is. And this will usually, this will scale based on liquidity, trust, and trust in a stable coin or vice versa, like you'll, if you have like a high if you have like a, basically everyone deems it as a safe stable coin, they will create, they will create a high A factor, which means it's harder to move it off peg and like it becomes like better slippage swaps, like much lower slippage swaps. So it really just depends on the stable at hand. Um, and it also like take away from it. So if like we take you at USDC, they had some FUD recently, so they had an A factor of 5,000, which was extremely high, and they lowered that to 2,000 because you're can't like you just going to artificially peg an asset if you keep it that high. So that's it. I find that system extremely efficient, uh, pricing, essentially pricing stables what, what they're supposed to be and creating the best UX possible based on how efficient they actually are. Uni v3 I'm also I'm also a fan of concentrated, that concentrated liquidity, but it's it's much more efficient for non-stable. I I actually don't know that much about Curve v2, but basically what the guy was saying was Curve is better for for uh, synths, synthetics. Um, Uni v3 is better for non-stable assets and just like well, long tail assets, um, some long tail assets, and and uh, it was about fifty fifty on stables. So. For the stable's point of view, I say, hey, Brax is gonna completely obliterate UniV three with, sorry, Curve is gonna obliterate UniV three with all this, these extra, with all this extra liquidity flowing yeah. it onto Curve. So, sure, UniV three is probably a better. So I I don't know I don't know v two enough to know any. I'll probably look into it this week. But yeah, for the in the stable stable point of view, I mean, more liquidity is more more utilization, better. So I kind of think of this, this practice baseball is going to create more. It's, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. That, that's like the name of the year. A positive,
0: yeah. positive some flywheel for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I kind of view curve for AMMs, like it's meant for passive liquidity. Like there'll be a lot of days where like fees are low and then all of a sudden you'll see like, boom, it's like, yeah. it's like three, four million in a day or some, something like that. And then like with Uniswap B3, especially like. If you if you supply you uh, liquidity on Uniswap b 3 you have you know the right volatile pair at the right time. You can really stack up a lot of fees in a short amount of time. So it's different AMMs for different purposes. And I don't I don't think one yeah. is better than the other necessarily, but some may be better for like certain purposes or certain pairs. Right, one hundred percent. Yeah. Now, uh, well,
2: I need I, to, yeah, I need more. Yeah, I, I was uh, going to
0: cur- wait. What were you going to say, Baron?
2: I need to look into Curve yeah. V2 more.
0: One thing I wanted to, to like plug in is like, I think on Uniswap V3, you're going to see a lot more managers built on top of it, whether it's a yeah. whether it's a Guni, which is starting to Arrakis, Arrakis. or a Gamma Strategies or something like, especially Arrakis. I'm probably most excited for them because like I was talking to their team this week. I am an advisor to Arrakis. It's like my boys at Gelato. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool seeing like what they've built and like how far it's come because like they, Arrakis is oh, yeah. like, Gained all most of its TVL, like the billion TVL was um, doing a the dai USDC pair uh, on yeah. on V3, which the G Uni die USDC pair, which was on Maker, you could like basically lever up twenty x or fifty x. PSM, yeah, so. yeah, they, and the PSM, right. it was like really cool to see. Now and the they're now they're like really like shifting Arrakis to become a decentralized market maker of sorts. And I won't give anything away, but they have a lot of cool things in store for like when they like launch their product fully. I think it's really going to change the game for liquidity. On Uniswap
2: BP, yeah, sounds exciting.
1: You know, like after hearing all this, like Frax BP topic, I was imagining, and I want to get your guys' take on this. See if this is possible. Could you imagine a future where people actually purchase FXS to then lock up VEFXS to essentially use that governance power to direct all, not only the VLCVX votes, not only the VEFXS votes, but also the VECRV votes. So by holding VEFXS, you can manage essentially all
0: those gauges. For sure. Right. It's like Frax Um, is becoming a meta token or Frax shares is becoming like a meta governance token in that regard. Yeah. Correct. So you know how everybody had the
1: narrative of like convex is like the meta governance, but I feel like Frax is on top of that. Frax is like the meta meta governance. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, what I would say is that could it could work. me and Charlie, Charlie pitch, uh we were talking about this. Um, we the only problem is like we thought it was a great idea, but the only problem is like convex controls twenty six percent of the FXs power. Mm-hmm. so uh, i don't know how that would work uh, because they're obviously going to incentivize the pools that attain to them like that. so so there's a lot I would actually i would be I would be a fan of that, but convex is kind of in the way, you could say by controlling that bony power, but yeah, in, I don't in know. In a sense,
0: you can think of like, all these protocols are a check to each other, checks and balances, like Frax the protocol holds a bunch of CBX, and now it's to be like CRV, Convex holds a bunch of CRV and FXS, it's like they definitely all check each other, and they, I, and like that, that's why I like calling them kind of like a, a confederation or multicellular organism, where they all like have to work each oh, two, yeah. with each other for each other's benefits, like they're all basically ride or die together
2: exactly yeah yeah and for sure yeah
0: another thing i wanted to get into was we we were talking about like okay now so now that frax is not dumping their crv anymore and they're gonna have to like look for other places of revenue something i've like i would love to pick both of your brains about is i'm like really coming around to the idea of a frax eth becoming like the base layer of revenue for the frax protocol and i say that especially you know especially now with like the merch coming up like for, that's going to be like the source of like organic on-chain yield um oh, yeah. yeah and like soon i guarantee you i just tweeted this yesterday like i guarantee you like in like three to six months just as like every protocol came out with their own ve system or protocols are creating their own amm you're gonna have every protocol come out with like oh we're gonna have our own like node as a service oh we're gonna build like our own like each staking nodes and utilize their treasuries whether it's yeah whether it's, uh, yeah, for whether sure. it's like they, you know them taking hey they could take a loan out on Fraxland to like get ETH and then like use that as yeah. like staking or like just like sell like the treasury assets to like ha- set up notes themselves. And I see Frax with like the massive treasury that they have, they can basically leverage that to get a bunch of ETH, set up these notes, and um, base and go and like use that as like the base layer, whether it's like five percent or ten percent or fifteen percent of yield. And I was actually having like a really good conversation with my friend Christian the other other day, and we were talking about like potential AMOs and like from this you can like create. With like a backstop up of this like Frax ETH AMO, um, you can create more like D AMOs that go out to seek more aggressive strategies. And then if like the strategy like is supposed to get twenty percent yield, or like ten percent yield. And if it doesn't cut it, let's say it only gets like eight percent or five percent, you can basically scrap the AMO and then like have it like all like the funds in the AMO go towards a or go towards back Frax ETH. So I think like Frax ETH, like. And that's like the thing I'm like really excited for coming up next, especially with the merge coming, I guess, like, what are your guys' thoughts on like Frax to ETH and like potential AMOs coming out of that?
2: You want to go first? Uh, so no, I think, I think, I think you're definitely right. I think Frax is a trendsetter. They're going to start a trend. I think there's going to be a lot more, a lot more protocols that are creating their own AMO or or their own node as a service. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So and Frax already has two nodes. I, yeah, up. I think. Yeah. Go ahead. All
2: right. It's two.
0: Yeah, they have they have two nodes up. They have two nodes up right now. Um, I think if they want, I'm sure if they wanted to, they could scale up more. They're just being like, just yeah. careful and careful and tenfold about it. And yeah. I think something you said that's important. It's like Frax is saying the trend. Frax set the trend when it came to convex. They were the first ones to recognize. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. Like this is like going to be the next metagame. Is like convex. Like. Let's stack up Convex tokens immediately. I think they farmed it from the start and you, sell, you see it pay dividends, no pun intended, <laughs> right now. And yeah. so now, we- like you, you see right now, again, like Frax is like, you know, they, I remember when Sam first said the idea of Frax ETH. it was at the first Frax meetup, um, in Amsterdam back in April. I, I got like 15 Frax was, 15 like people that hold Frax in a room. We all kind of like stand in a circle, but kind of like Kumbaya saying like, yeah. what we saw about Prax, what we like really liked about Prax, and like why we're all here. You he got a sense of like the <laughs> I remember, I'm never forget. Well, I think it was like DeFi DJ. And he said to us like, this is what happens when you get like 15, p- p- 15 stable heads in a room uh, with the power of weaponized autism. Like you get this moment right here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's true, it's true. But like, I remember like, I actually got Sam on FaceTime to make an appearance. And the alpha that he leaked back in April was like, yeah, like we realized like one of the things we can do, um, with like all the kind of like the stable mechanisms we like created is we don't even have to, we, we not only like, like help keep FRAX stable, but we can like create like a FRAX ETH pool and make like a liquid FRAX, FRAX ETH token, like in the same way of there being light up. Dude, like, so Wait, what, go, 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 go. Hey, I just want to take a quick take here uh, on the FRAX ETH.
1: Remember when Ave finally allowed for you to collateralize steth and borrow against it? Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. just really picked up the whole um derivatives staking market mm-hmm. for steth, right? Frax would come with that natively. Yeah. <laughs> with Frax led, right? Like yep. you you would be able to borrow on your Frax ETH stake derivative day one. You don't have to wait. There's there's nothing that you need to do. You could immediately get liquidity on top of it. So oh, like yeah. I, I, I love the way they're systematically building out all of these different spokes on the flywheel so that once it turns on, it just can't stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, as Drake said in, in our last interview, he was, Frax is building these money Legos, these native money Legos for themselves because really? they needed themselves because they're not out there. Um, and then whether it's Fraxland or Fraxwap, and then they were like, "Oh, like why don't we re- release it as public cert- good of sorts to the public? Like right now, like Fraxland, when it's released, it's going to have no fees whatsoever, which is crazy to think about. Um, and it's not, tr- and it's definitely in its own lane. It's not trying to compete with like Aave or Compound. Um, it's trying to be the best it can be at term sheet lending, and like setting up these like different like DAO DAO to DAO lending agreements. Yeah, yeah,
2: with through Fraxswap, right? Uh, Fraxlend, right? Yeah.
0: And it, but right, right, uh, right, yeah, yeah. And, and I, they
2: would utilize frax swap, up like trays or whatever
0: AMM uh, Yeah, so like that was the next. Pre- I was gonna, uh, yeah, that's the next question I want to get into is a uh, frax swap because yeah. you're definitely an AMM aficionado. So like, what are your thoughts on frax swap and you know the T- the whole concept of the T W M? Like, what's your take on frax swap and everything?
2: I mean, it's a it's a great system. Uh, you could basically streamline. You could. It just—I don't know—it just creates like a whole. It's another money Lego. It's another you money Lego. Yeah. you could buy it. It's another Lego. So, you could you could streamline a buy over a couple of weeks. Well, I mean, it's a great system. I, I see a lot of different protocols also launching different uh, T, TWA I can't. How do you T, I say that? T- you Wham.
0: I like T W A N. Oh, Team W A N. Team BAM.
2: Yeah, I know for sure. I, I think I, there's definitely there's definitely a purpose. Yeah. I think I think it, it's not as prominent as it should be at the moment, I, especially yeah. given current market conditions. I don't think was, I think people just don't know how to use it and don't don't I don't know or they
0: might not know that it exists. And right now, Frax Swap it is 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 it's in its V one right now, so it's limited in pairs. But in V two, mm-hmm. it's going to open up to like any pair. So it, right. and I think it'll be like more relevant um, as you know, especially like Dalves. Look, you know, you actually just saw with Lido. Uh, today, they just not, they just rejected Dragonfly. Dragonfly wanted to buy a large set of their tokens for I think like a dollar 45 and the Lido DAO said no. Um, and they reason they could only, and like the reason why this was being considered at all is because if they wanted to trade in size at all, they had to do an OTC deal like this to a fund in the future, there could be a Lido frax pair and they could just trade into that over a long period of time. On for time. Yeah. And so like, that's where, like, I think like the need for a web is there. It's just a matter of protocols coming around to it, just as like everybody came around to like, oh, convex over time, just as everyone came around to VE systems over time, Where by th- personally, I think VE systems are like meant for like certain protocols Not every protocol to adopted, but like, it's cool to see everyone hopping yeah, on that, <laughs> on that trend. I think over time, people are like, going to come around to both each staking notes and also come around to uh, T Wams, and once again Frax is just ahead 100%. ahead of the curve.
2: I kind of think like it's more like a debt from a down to down perspective. T W, like whenever someone's OTCing, you could instead of OTC, I guess you could streamline just t- with the T Wam. Mm-hmm. Yes, guess. that's that's the or, idea.
0: Like, I, I like to call it t- right, right I like to call T Wams DCA machines yeah <laughs> that's what it is that's yeah there you go. yeah pretty much yeah that's the <laughs> so easiest like people are probably listening like what the fuck is a T-WAM? <laughs> like that's like no it's a DC- yeah. dca machine You're just like oh okay
2: no that definitely helps i got i can't i can't i W I i was like I i don't know I don't time know if, like, weighted
0: automated marketing market. market. dca for viewers at home that might know not know what dca stands for dollar cost averaging so instead of buying a lot at once you buy like a little bit like once a day or once a week um and that's what DCAing is for the viewers at home. And so, like, FRAX swap as a T1 is a DCA machine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I, I
1: want to get you guys' thoughts on this one. Do you think the bull case is for f- FRAX to, or, you know, the stablecoin FRAX to be paired with everything? Or is it the FRAX base pool to be paired with everything?
0: Oh, that's, that's a really good question. But you go know, ahead, Barry. I'm getting... I mean,
2: I think they kind of go hand in hand, but I I think hmm, I think it's just I think it's just creating the base pool um and creating that layer and the like more protocols are going to pair with you, the more liquidity you have in the base pool. So it's kind of it kind of goes hand in hand.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I think frax base pool and frax can be used for different purposes. I mean, with yeah. Frax base pool, if I'm a stable, I'm gonna pair with the base pool. Like that's you know without that makes sense without question. Uh, with Frax, I think for Frax swap, especially with like the T I'm if I'm a DAO and I'm looking, you know, to be able to have like deep liquidity for both myself and my token holders, um, I'm I much rather use Frax swap and pair with Frax itself. And also, it's not just about like trading; it's also about holding. Like, what do I want to hold in my treasury? And I think right. that's where FPI comes right. in and like if i'm a dow and i'm looking for an inflation resistant hedge on market conditions it's in my interest yeah. to hold fpi and i think like you know the name of the game is to increase your denomination whether it's like through like loans or what it, whether it's through like liquidity and, and curve pools or whether it's like just holding it or even like just spending it like you know maybe like if it'd be cool to see like more places i can like spend my fracks or like use Frax on chain oh that's really the name of the game i think like you're gonna i think the goal for Frax is to like build all of these different primitives and all these different options and then right. to seem to elegantly weave them together in this beautiful system where I can just have like, basically like, fi- like a fi- financial ecosystem as a service. It's like, oh, I can like go spend my Frax here. I can get a loan room here. I can exchange my Frax there. If I'm like looking to go to another stable, I can go to Curve, like, or, you know, I think that's the goal over time. I think like what the Frax team has in mind. Is like they're in this like as as um Barry said earlier like we're in this bootstrapping phase and like once we're like out of this bootstrapping phase you're gonna see all the different parts of the Frax ecosystem whether it's like the Frax base pool whether it's Fraxland whether it's Frax swap whether it's FPI, like all it like just seamlessly weave into each other to create like the most capital efficient um system that the capital efficient stablecoin economy that there is
2: yeah and like the the whole base pool is only one aspect it's of it. just one that's that's the yeah part. it's it's so, yeah
0: it's crazy it's just one part of it but yeah go ahead barry
2: what yeah. no so you could like you could say like the ultimate goal is to pair with every asset but also there's fract land there's frax swap there's all these other amos that you're you also dealing with so i mean yeah there's there's all and there's also fpi so yeah there's so many different aspects to FRAX that, and the Curve with every stable pairing with FRAX is just one of them.
0: Yeah, and with every- Yeah,
1: st- I, I, mean, in, yeah. I I actually wanna take the, the other side of this and I'm gonna say that the FRAX Pool LP token should yeah. be the de facto stable in a DAO's treasury. Like if they're holding USDC, like all the USDC holdings are now FRAX Baseball LP tokens. I think that is like when you want to proliferate the Frax base pool so much that it becomes Brilliant. like <laughs> the de facto pair. Like this is, it, it is a stable. Like people treat the Frax base pool LP token as a stable. Then yeah. that could be paired yeah. with anything else. You know, um I I know it's difficult to have an LP token as like you know to pair it against something because of the accounting and the math that goes on in that. Well, could you keep? But could i could you create like a wrapped
0: LP token? I'm I'm sure like how yeah. this geome, you yeah.
2: know, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Just like, imagine oh, you real. create yeah. like a raft, like frax base pool token, so, and that, could, that would be awesome to use as like a yield bearing asset in frax land or wherever. Correct.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's the way like I envisioned it. Like that is the bull bull case is where you see USDC's market cap, you take that and then you times it by two, and that's the frax base pool.
0: And then yeah. that just yeah. eats it and that just holds it. I think like I think that yeah. is like the bull case. And this plays actually into, I'm not sure if you guys saw um, yesterday, Cointelegraph released an article where they interviewed Sam, because Sam, the founder of Frax, and he basically says, like, yeah. it's, in every, it's in every stablecoin's interest right now to have this positive, some mindset and work together. Like, we're in this kind of, we're still in this, like, very, like, early, kind of, like, Nasian stage of DeFi and stablecoins in general. Like, there's no need to be, like, cutthroat and competitive. Like, you know, it's better, it's better if we all work together, whether it's, like, the Frax bait Stable's spending with the frax base pool or even like you just see right there like the frax base pool may, as like a wrap for uh four six two six uh to um vault would be a super mm. stable <laughs> it would be like a super stable coin that's super stable. super stable i like that. <laughs> yeah and like just like that's just like frax and uscc working together it's just like you know this like meta base pool of um, for imagine if you could like use that as currency like have that in dow treasuries it's like oh shit like you know everybody's gonna need that Oh yeah, yeah. I guess like I, I wonder... Then... Yeah, go ahead.
2: No, no, no. go ahead. Yeah, I on. was like
0: Barry, and I guess it's a question for both of you. Um, what do you guys think of like what? What do you guys have in mind for like future Frax yield strategies on chain? Like you saw, I saw yesterday. Umami just came out with their... they're coming out with their delta neutral USDC strategy with GMX, and also like using Tracer DAO as well to create this like basically it's like delta neutral neutral risk free way to like earn yield like. How would you have you guys thought about Frax yield strategies on chain? And if you have, like, what would you imagine to be one?
2: So, you're saying, like, like create an AMO? You could say for other, yeah, for other strategies.
0: Um, I'm not necessarily saying AMO, although it could be just AMO. Like a just yield just general yield strategies. It could be, honestly one of these yield strategies can be become an AMO. Um, but right. yeah. Hmm.
2: I mean, yeah, Umami Vault would would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually coming out with a lot of different vaults, which is like down the down the line. Uh, maybe Frax would be part. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool to see one. Yeah, it would be cool. Um, yeah, maybe we can utilize some other treasury. Other maybe like a regular GMX or whatever, any token that's like generating real yield can be utilized just to streamline rewards back to VFXS holders. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, I guess it would. It's pro- like the real yield is The is the new trend. Yeah. You know,
0: I, I love that meme. I guess yes. like fracks would right now, I believe the fracks allocation within the GLP token is 2%. If you up that to like 10% or 20%, it'd be a lot easier to build a strategy around that. Right. Even yeah. Like I
1: just I, I wanted to, to, to add here, like the The way i I kind of see, um
0: Wow, my mind's pretty brain far, Dave. What was your question again? Oh, uh, what's what are some yield strategies you see for fracs yield? Strategy. Ah,
1: yeah. yes, so so I feel like that was the last money Lego that needs to be added in is some kind of yearn like um market ma- um management, yield management, right? Like I feel once all these different legs of FRAX, Fraxland, land, FRAX ETH, FRAX SWAP, like all the FRAX space pools, like everything. Now there needs to exist some kind of, like you said, the yield strategy, but ideally it'll act like how Yearn does. Completely decentralized people with strategies come to the FRAX DAO, presents it. Like, hey, this is how we're going to manage it. Do pilot programs and have like all these emerging managers to manage some of the FRAX whether it be the FRAX on the, you know, the the Dow treasury or from, you know, other random FRAX holders who are willing to experiment. And then they would utilize all of FRAX's money Lego to generate yield. And it can obviously be paired with things from Radiant all the way down to um, uh, uh, even GMX with with GLPs. If, If that thing starts opening up, You know, like literally every yield strategy that is in DeFi would come onto FRAX and have FRAX integrated in some way. Are you
0: suggesting that people like potential yield, um, yield strategists go and, um, propose their own AMOs to the FRAX DAO? Exactly. Exactly.
1: It'd be like AMO
0: as a service kind of deal. And what's, I've been seeing Radiant a lot more. What is Radiant?
2: Barry, you want to take that one? Money market. Um, they've actually been going like they're they have they've had like a bit of fud, some tornado cash stuff going on, Sifu involved. <laughs> so they've denied their claims. How does it keep getting
0: away with um, it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> it's basically an omni chain market, money market. Okay, oh, you, you can basically borrow on that. Yeah, it's it's pretty self explanatory. Um, yeah, and they're offering like extremely high liquidity mining incentives now because they just launched.
0: Yeah. I would love to see exactly. go back to what you're saying, Kit. Like I would love to see more like AMO strategies deployed. I think like right now, especially like over the past few months, like Frax was being a lot more conservative, especially in the face of what happened in <laughs> Ferrari, in the face of like a market drawdown. Like yeah. you definitely want to like put a pause to that and reevaluate. Like, okay, like let's like get back to like a position where we're safe and comfortable before we deploy more. But like I could see that it would be awesome if the protocol develops a streamlined system for. Uh, potential strategists to come in, suggest their AMOs. Maybe like we can incentivize them where they take like a cut of the amo, while like revenue goes back to BEFXS holders. And we have this like, it's well that'd be like really cool to see. And if like that would be and really then cool. like as I said earlier, if like the strategy, if they like say like, hey, we guarantee like this yield. If like if like they don't like get like that percentage of yield over the point of like a month or two months, then the amo just like automatically turns off. Or if the or yep. if there's like certain like safeguards to it, like if it's like too dangerous of a strategy, like we can vote to have an emergency shutdown of the AMO. Like that would be really cool to see. Um, One, tra- one AMO, I guess, what do you guys um think about that?
2: Yeah, oh, no, you? I definitely think that's really cool. Um, Are you saying like protocols can come to FRAX and maybe utilize the FRAX ecosystem to generate some sort of yield for them? Like, maybe, yeah, it doesn't even
0: necessarily have to be the frax ecosystem. It can be the frax ecosystem. It's any yield strategy that utilizes frax. Any yield strategy. Yeah. So, like, a protocol can, like, go in Uh and, like, take use their, like, assisting assets in their treasury to basically generate a frax led loan to min frax. And then that frax can go and, like, to maybe, like, curve or convex and generate yield that way. Um, or like, yeah, that's just uh-huh. like one example like one that's one clear example or a future umami vote if that if that happens um or like there's gonna be so many i think like like i said I, that's something like that's been really sticking with me which i echoed earlier is like the yield. we should just like focus on yield opportunities on chain and like get maximizing you know that over any oh, maximizing that over like let's say like real world assets because it's that's a lot easier to do like real world assets will still be a thing it'll be important to connect them but i think they're like a little bit away there's just like it's a lot of friction as you said earlier barry like even yeah. going like stables on chain to off chain there is some friction there so like i am like the friction for like real world assets is even more so like i guess like something i was also thinking about is like i'd love to see an investor amo using the uscc collateral at in the umami vault i think that's just like a no-brainer um honest i'm thinking about I, as i like think about more that'd be a good proposal yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's just like a no-brainer to like put it in the umami vault yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Yeah. How it, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I, I'm just looking at, at
1: yearn right now. Cause you know, no one ever talks about urine anymore. I was actually looking um, at it today
0: too. <laughs> if, <laughs>
1: but if, Last if, week. If, if, Fra- if Frax is like coming in and, and you know, for lack of a better word, eating up, you know, curve and convex, I wonder why don't they come over and try to eat up urine as well and take over yield strategy management. And, and that, then kind of have that automated. Is it worth it?
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. What, what know. is the brainstorming? Like, what
1: is Yeah. Because, right? because then I'm looking at it and I see a lot of the pairs are well on curve, right? And theoretically, if Frag's base pool becomes the de facto meta pool and base pool to everything on curve, like right. you can kind of envision a future where all these vaults that are living on your finances actually say, you know, SUSD against FRAX base pool, SBTC against FRAX base pool, you know, curve ALUSD against FRAX base pool. Right. Yeah. So over time, it'll all be against FRAX base pool. Oh, yeah. I guess it w- and if yeah, it, that would be interesting. I'm, yeah.
2: I'm assuming you, do you think they would cut, do you think they would, uh, like integrate that already? I mean, like
1: if, if, if I were a FRAX, if I, if I held FRAX the stable coin, I would. I would remember how Anchor grew to the size it did because it was a super simple park it here, forget about it, forget about it, and set it and forget it. So then, Frax doesn't have that, right? And I I think Sam, our our uh, god tier producer, has said this many times: (laughs) like there needs to be some kind of just very simple UI where you can just park your Frax like a savings account, and then you can choose like whichever level of risk you prefer. Like you want low, medium, YOLO. Like it's, somebody come out with FRAX, frax save,
0: FRAX save, <laughs> the frax new save. yield yeah. product, yeah. or like maybe like yeah. another existing entity within the FRAX ecosystem. Like I could imagine pitch doing something like that. Yeah. 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 Whichever. You
2: can like, yeah. You can basically create like a, like strategies. You can take LP tokens on curve and utilize them in FRAX lend and borrow against light, and just like deposit that as collateral and earn an extra, whatever percentage. Yeah, no, there's definitely a mark for that. You're definitely right. Yeah. Just like,
0: yeah. Or even like Uniswap B3 freeze. Like, um, I mean, that's definitely a little bit riskier market-making balls or pairs on Uniswap B3, but, um, or, or you can have like a FRAX CD of sorts where like you lock up, you commit to lock up your FRAX for like three months or six months or something. Yeah. And like that FRAX is just deployed in like, in like either Curve or possibly a mommy or possibly Uniswap B3, um. But Uniswap V3 would be tricky with the volatile pairs because most of them don't work out. Maybe like put it in a finance or something, right. or in like gamma strategies yeah. or something. Yeah, for
2: sure. Hmm. There's also a there's also a LP there's a Uni V3 uh, auto compounder called Revert Finance. What was that? I just came out. It's revert. Uh, it's just a, it's just an LP auto compounder. It just auto compounds your fees a couple times a day, depending on what network you are more. It's like gas based on the gas fees. It'll auto compound more. No. It's just like a traditional. Oh, okay. So it's like Got it, it. kind
0: of turns into V two again. I personally like. I mean, for me, personally, I, I personally like stacking up the fees on Uniswap B three. I just like interacting with it, like just straight up as it is. Yeah. Because yeah, like I'd rather because there's so many times you like auto compound into the position, but then you like get, get wrecked by impermanent loss. At least when you collect, the, <laughs> at least when you collect the fees, you're kind of cool. like you know like locking in that gain. Well, like depending yeah. on like which token you denominate in. um, yeah. right
2: and it's also not necessarily a set and forget because you know you're you can still go out of range yeah from, that's like your liquidity lessons yeah so... have you
0: do you guys have you guys put in liquidity in uniswap b3 before yes or no no yes. i have not yeah. actually no a lot kid what what is your experience with uniswap b3
1: um man i as a trader you, you kind of love it right no, because yeah. All these uh, just-in-time MEVs would come in and give you that liquidity for that moment when you execute the trade. But as as an LP'er, it's a pain in the ass, to be completely frank. Um, It's just difficult for you to, A, kind of set the band and just walk away. You really do have to actively manage it. And the tighter your band, the more concentrated your liquidity, the more concentrated your IL, but also your highest fees. So, you know, we did this thing where we put all the liquidity in one tick, which is like one, one of the bands. And then as it wicks over, we would move the liquidity band kind of chasing the price range. And on a good day, it's amazing. Like on a good day, if you annualize that APY, yeah. we're hitting like, you know, 400%. But on, on a bad day, which is when it kind of wicks downwards, it, it just, it bleeds you yeah, yeah, so hard because like I said, it. <laughs> Liquidity equals concentrated IL.
0: It's super reflexive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you see, the gains are up, but, like, the losses are that much more down. And then also, you have... Yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean,
2: that's kind of, like, the value problem of Arrakis. You could, you can kind of just set it and forget it. Yeah. Arrakis so,
0: would be really cool, like, especially how they're thinking about yeah. managing liquidity. Um, but in terms of Uniswap V3, I was oh, I at ECC, I saw a talk with Dan Robinson, and he basically, like, made the <laughs> case of, like... Why just in time liquidity isn't as bad as people think. Um, and he was saying, like, oh, it's only accounts for like 1% of like all trades. And like, if it does, like, it's actually like, it's kind of the opposite of a sandwich attack. Instead of like fucking over traders, it just provides more liquidity for them. And it, yeah. but it only provides liquidity for them if the opportunity is relevant. If the opportunity just only they makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Right. It's great for traders.
1: It's bad for LPers. No matter, no, even if it's a small percent, right? Like, it's. You didn't take any risk, um, to, or rather your risk is much lower than the person just passively LPing. but if you're already L P into Uniswap V3 pool, you kind of signed up for it. Yeah. You, know, you better that's, know that's what that's you're getting into. I it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, that, that's that what love top top. About, I love about it was Can one last time. That's what I love about these like kind of DeFi Lego blocks and it, they literally have a like a, um, menu of all the entrees you want based on your risk assessment and and, and ha- what your profile is there's 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 a meal kit combo for you you know that's, that's kind of what i love about it
2: yeah there was actually popsicle finance was supposed to launch like a <clears throat> just-in-time liquidity something situation where right. there would be no item. They would just be they would provide liquidity get the fees and then just completely just and then just like withdraw right after so i don't know what happened to that but that would have been super super cool and Definitely would have seen lots of TVL there, um, but
0: I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Um. All right. I guess I just does anybody have some uh, other other thoughts on just like ex- activities on chain and in DeFi? Like anybody, like anything that's really caught your eye? Anything new? Anything you don't think people are talking about or should pay more attention to? Uh,
2: llama. What about llama?
0: What llama. what's llama? I mean, like oh yeah, they cut. They, oh yeah, they. Oh against to llama
2: the stable coin. yeah. So this is this is completely like arbitrary. I kind of
0: speculate,
1: I speculate.
2: Yeah, I'm a speculator. Uh, I don't like there's no way curve is gonna create a stable coin that's directly com- competing with all the stable coins on it. Today. Like they're they're the they're the AMMA for all the stable coins. So I kinda think of it as a llama L L A M M A stands for <laughs> liquidity lending automated market maker algorithm um in which protocols people can lock up their lp tokens and provide them to like a curve protocol and liquidity and they'll earn like an inch they'll earn interest and basically curve with that with that protocol liquidity other protocols that are looking for let liquidity for borrow liquidity will i don't know use like curve, VLCVX and V-curve to vote to direct that liquidity for a given round uh, for so they can have more liquidity for that given round. And the people that provide the liquidity are basically paying the price for locking for that round, that epoch, and they're gaining an extra yield. And that's, the protocols are gaining more liquidity for that set round, and it just creates that whole system. And why I think this is because curve emissions and convex emissions are decreasing By 15%, they will continue to decrease annually by 15%. Um, And while they do have up to 300 years of emissions, it it will slow down and it will become harder to incentivize pools. So I'm kind of thinking, hey, why don't we create another, there's probably another system that doesn't compete with these these stable coins and it does incentivize protocols to build TVL and it just gives protocols an extra boost in liquidity for a, for a set run for, so create better UX for that protocol. Hmm. I don't know. That's just kind of my
0: speculator thoughts. Yeah. Look into Llama more. There's just so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, it, I mean, it just, it's just the curve, it's just the curve USD, um, that everyone talks about, right? Like that, I don't know, I always felt like if curve had their own curve stable coin and they are known as the stable AMM, it just feels a lot of, um, self-dealing to me. I um, I, it makes yeah. sense
0: for them to you know, have, have I feel like it makes sense for them to have a stable yeah. coin. Like they have all that TVL there. Like overcollateralized. Over collat. Yeah. Oh that's the quote was Over <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah. So it was like I I feel like if they were to allow for you to borrow against your curve LP tokens. Um right. I mean that's I think the most obvious like y- utilization of the curve stable coin. And then now with that though, do you, does that become the new base pair with anything and does that compete with the FRAX, you know, BP or do they, you know, symbiotically and harmoniously live together?
2: I don't know. Based on my speculator thoughts, um, I think of it as like a, sorry, a sustainable tokamak, you could say provide liquidity for repairs that, uh, bribe or whatever and vote and then they'll be getting that extra liquidity for that set amount of time so i don't really think that there'll be like an extra because like you think about it, everyone was like oh we could collateralize our cvx curve and borrow but like and borrow the curve stablecoin, but like that'll be super capital efficient i can only see like a 30 to 35 ltv on that um and what about liquidations That kind of would suck for bag. yep uh so i guess but the main thing is like having whitelisted collateral and not like you know having collateral like high risk assets just like not not as not as a uh, tested stables you could say just like whitelisted by the curve now. So I, I really don't know. I'm speculating. Uh, but I I imagine it wouldn't be a direct competitor of anyone. It'll be its own separate entity that will combat the decreasing emissions by providing extra liquidity for smaller stable coins that are up and coming. that want to gain liquidity. I don't know. It's just my speculative thoughts.
0: Cool. Interesting. Well, I think we we're well over an hour. I don't even know how long the interview was, but it's oh, been, shit. You know, yeah, dude, it's, it's yeah, been yeah, like really, it's away. also <laughs> been like super dense, like re- really deep, oh, yeah, deep I'm on sorry. the chain. No, no, no. We, we love this shit. Like we, this is what we live for, but we are definitely yeah. coming to a close and uh, we like to end yep. every interview with like a little bit of rapid fire questions of, uh, you know, things that are, you know, both that have to do with your experience in crypto and also things that are off chain. So, um, you know, uh, to yeah. answer, to uh, ask the uh, first questions of our flywheel rapid round, um, when was the first time you've touched the chain? When was the first time you interacted with the, with the blockchain and took your funds off of Coinbase or off of any centralized exchange and interacted with the chain? November 2021. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what yeah. did you do? In recent memory. Did you, did you <laughs> It was. did you, even yeah, it, to, it an own to
2: go into Wonderland?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <you guys laughs> into Wonderland.
2: Wonderland. Yeah. It's all about the ponzi.
1: <laughs> and then, um, what do you like to do? Like offline? What hobbies, interests?
2: Uh, so I'm, uh, I compete in powerlifting Hell yeah. for a couple of years, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I transitioned to be a bodybuilder so now I've started bodybuilding the past couple of years, um, yeah, I don't know, that's I like to got to display hot. This
0: trend of stable chads that could, you know, whether it's Sam was a powerlifter in college, <laughs> I mean, I would always go to the gym he and Sam used to lift together when we lived together. Um, and just, like, people just, like, that under stable coins, like, just like to, like, lift heavy weights.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. When did you start (laughs) lifting, Barry? Uh, I was maybe 14.
0: 14? Okay, cool. I was, Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was 13 when I started lifting.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm, like, super light. I'm still, I'm, like, 5'6". Um, I'm maybe, like, 155 pounds now. But, like, when I started, like, I competed in powerlifting and like, the really low weight like hundred and twenty three pound weight class, I mm-hmm. I deadlifted uh, three seventy. Wow. So I'm a good deadlifter. Yeah. But I'm kind of an Wow. Talk about dense. Yeah. So I, I was, <laughs> Yeah,
1: about dense. Oh, That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Um I'm I'm just laughing because like the I in my head I'm seeing a Venn diagram of like, you know, is and <laughs> power weightlifters and the overlap is getting larger and larger that's going to come as a prerequisite yeah, need, we, yeah, need, we need a
0: frax lifting competition somewhere could you imagine yeah no, yeah
2: for sure yeah
0: that, i tagged it oh up. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Frax like lifting <laughs> group <laughs> yeah. one of our merch should we're be just you know. a frax dumbbell oh <laughs> no,
1: this is a frax dumbbell <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: the weight <laughs> oh, of defy on our shoulders yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that's too good that's too good like well Barry well, best. Of- yeah uh, well that's that's it on our end thanks so much for
0: hopping onto the flywheel pod man we really appreciate yeah. you yeah, yeah for we're sure. gonna have to do thank you so much Ryan. we're gonna have to do an episode with you and Haim at some point or you and like Charlie at some point imagine oh, yeah. if we get both of them on like yeah. that'd be that'd be some episode mm-hmm. but, but Barry we, <laughs> Chef's we really appreciate your time uh, I can't wait to have you back on. For and sure. We'll, Thank you so we'll see you on the chain.
2: Yeah. See, see you around. <laughs> man.
0: Peace. Peace. Well, that was a really cool episode. I really enjoyed how we got into the weeds of it all, how deep we got into the conversation, even about the nuances about yield on chain, about differences in AMMs, about differences in like frack strategy and commentary on it. So like, that was, that was a really good discussion, a uh, solid DeFi discussion. What do you think? Kit?
1: Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I, you know, normally when we have guests on, I try to ask some difficult questions and, you know, really drill down and double click on them, even though they try to not answer it. And I, I think Barry kind of held his, his, held his ground and he was able to deliver and answer some of these harder questions that a lot of people whom I've asked are just kind of dancing around it. You yeah. Know? Lot, usually so. people
0: are deer in the headlights, but you know, Barry did a good job of like going heads on answering the tough questions and definitely has a bright future ahead of him. Yeah, man. The man yeah. did his homework.
1: That's all I can the say. The man did his homework. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to have him back on again.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I, I hope the audience got to learn a ton from Barry and get inspired that, hey, it doesn't matter when you kind of jump into crypto, it matters that you do so with both feet. Dive right in and commit, and you'll you'll be very surprised about how far it gets you.
0: Yeah, doesn't matter if you're 18 or 88, you know, the chain does not have any bias. <laughs> <laughs> as and long then, as you can <laughs> click your ledgers. <laughs> as long as you can click buttons. <laughs> Anyways, don't forget to subscribe to us uh, on YouTube. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Telegram at 5 And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at DeFiDave22.
1: You can find me at 0X capital underscore K. And we'll see you next time. Peace.